This podcast is Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Bouches here on the Black Tasted Podcast Network. I am Panama Jackson here, joined by the Illuminous crew of Bouchers. I got Shawnee, Danae, Corey, and Jabri. How are y'all Illuminescent individuals doing? Illuminescent as fuck. That is an adjective. We okay. Okay, Illuminescent. Listen, came up I'm with stuck it on, on the voucher. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Listen, that's my my vouchers. You know what I'm saying? That's what we we bought that life. We bought that vouch life. It's I'm giving a, me vouchers, and I just not it's, it's not working for me. <laughs> Listen, I'm about that voucher life too. If I can get one, oh, I'd be mad as hell when I try to get my vouchers and I can't and 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 I don't get the proper rebate to use going forward. See, anyway, okay. How was everybody's Memorial Day weekend? Good. It was nice. The weather was good. Yeah. It was. It was a very beautiful weekend. Yeah. Very my uh weekend. my my president Trump said we back outside, okay. so I went ahead and went outside. Goodbye. Please. I just, just following the leader, man. That's all I'm doing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people thinking like that too. It is. It's a whole lot of people thinking like that. Uh I live in the southeast DC quadrant of the city and southeast was a block party <laughs> haven apparently uh this past memorial day weekend some upwards of 200 plus people were on a very narrow street uh, no. i don't know where they all fit but yeah well i think the anyway. weather got nice and niggas got bored and collectively decided their rona was over so yep here we are yeah, yeah. Speaking of niggas, there was also the infamous <laughs> 112 versus Jagged Edge versus. Um, you know, I am a Jagged Edge fan. I have written about them numerous times because I feel like they don't get the props that they deserve. And that was a shit show. An absolute uh, shit show. You went into that thinking Jagged Edge was going to win now? I did. Absolutely did you? Not. Uh, I like Jagged Edge. They don't have enough hits. Like they don't uh, have the hits. They didn't have enough. So I disagree with that entirely. I actually Jagged Edge has more hits than than One Twelve does. Just like chart hits, period. Uh, Jagged Edge sings better than One Twelve. Uh, no. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, there's no one individual. Or, there's no one individual in One Twelve that's actually good. In unison. <laughs> And you no. listen, slash, like one twelve. get fancy. Yeah, look, I and I'm actually a one twelve fan because who ain't a one twelve fan? I'm just saying, in the comparisons, I I didn't. Ex- now here's the thing. To be honest, I wasn't thinking that Jagged Edge was going to necessarily win. And if any, if any, either one of them were to win, it would not be by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. One twelve don't have so many blowout hits. They got Cupid. Cupid is their is their big joker. What? But. You know, they they got good songs. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, there's there's a lot of good toe to toe songs. It is not we should do a whole separate podcast on these versus battles because <laughs> I have a lot of comments and we just don't have the time. I'm just saying, Je for life. But the good thing is, I discovered a song that Jagged Edge and One Twelve are on together called "Both of Us" off of One Twelve Q Duran Mike and Slim album that nobody else has heard from 2017 mm-hmm. and that song is awesome it's clearly a jagged edge song that 112 hopped on and it sounds great i would be here for a jagged edge 112 album after that i'm like this is that's awesome. too many niggas singing I was gonna say, that is- okay. 
That's well, for one, minutes. there's only so only three people in Jagged Edge. Scene. <laughs> there's only two people in 112 now. Wait, wait, wait. You said only three people in Jagged Edge sing? You have never heard Kyle Norman's voice, ever. (laughs) You don't think he contributes at all? Hell no. Dude. (laughs) Listen, quick, quick story. They were on The Breakfast Club a couple years ago, and I remember they were Jagged Edge, uh, Charlemagne, all of them were like, yo, we want want to hear y'all sing. I was like, oh shit, (laughs) is Kyle going to actually sing? Like, they got my man over here with a mic and everything. And then what did they do? Oh man, Kyle was drunk last night. He can't sing today. He can't sing today. Uh, so what happens? Uh, the two twins and Wingo sing a song that sounds like every Jagged Edge song ever recorded. Because <laughs> all their songs sound the same. No, but the, I'm talking about the vocals, the literal vocals. They you know, Jagged Edge got vocals. one formula. Their vocal harmony sounded like every Jagged Edge song ever. Is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So nothing was. That's all sense. I'm saying. Kyle, and there's only two people in 112 now. So Did the, it could work. Okay. Day 56. Right. <laughs> we anyway, that quick sidebar um, <laughs> setting that up to illustrate the time and place that this current podcast is taking place. It's Memorial Day weekend or the, the, the right after Memorial Day weekend in 2020, the year of the the year of the quarantine. And um insecure is one of those things that is keeping us all entertained for better or worse. So this episode that we're going to do today is uh, season four, episode seven. So we're almost at the end of this season, which is seems like it just started. And the episode is low-key tripping. The HBO synopsis says Molly and Andrew embark on the ultimate double date, which mm. I think sort of undersells the hell out of this. But I guess if you needed one sentence, <laughs> that, that'll do. That will do. Well... You know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes when we get through the good, the bad, the insecure, and 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 our our discussion. But before we get into that, finally, <laughs> finally, Corey yeah. has something to talk about for his Lawrence Hop report. What you got, bro? Man, big big week, kind of sort of ish <laughs> for, for my boy Lawrence. You know, he had been uh on a, on a brief hiatus for a couple episodes, but you know, he finally made an in person appearance this week. When he runs into Molly and Andrew on their way back from uh, their weekend vacation, uh, he doesn't really, it's not a, a big scene. It only lasts for a couple minutes, maybe a minute or so. But um, he's back. Uh, as he walks out the airport, he makes a phone call to someone uh, who, at this time, we do not know, but he tells them that, uh, you know, he misses them or he's been thinking about them. So we'll see who that is. I'm thinking it's Condola. I'm at least I'm hoping it's Condola. Uh, but who knows? Could be anybody. Uh, but the the major reason this was a big week for the Lawrence Hive is, I don't know if y'all caught this, but Lawrence actually directed this episode. Or Jay Ellis did. So, you know, I mean, so so I think that, you know, that was dope for, for him. Uh, I thought the episode looked pretty nice. So it was cool that... Uh, he directed the episode, not as Lawrence, but <laughs> we take all the wins we could get over here. A My win dog, for Lawrence by proxy. Yes. Lawrence said he directed this episode. He's gonna put himself back in the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> niggas tried to cut him out. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, he, got got the he shot the extra scene just on DP. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. I can't knock that hustle at all. I at thought all. that. I, I think that's bad. brilliant. 
My man was like, I it is it is rough out here. I am not losing my job, damn it. <laughs> hey, well, picking up new skills, directing. Hey, I like it. So it was a, it was a good week right. for the for the Lawrence time. Now like, you do know that he's not really Lawrence, right? Okay. Hey man, <laughs> we can't separate. We're not separating the two. We we have we don't have that ability. No, I, he's not. always he's always. <laughs> I see him out in the street. I'm a holler across. Hey Lawrence, what's up? We're like he's no longer Jay Ellis. He's Lawrence now. All to right. be fair, I think that's real. Like I actually do think my man has unfortunately turned himself into Lawrence. Yes. Like he is. If I see him in the streets, it's. I mean, I re, I be remembering his name is Jay Ellis, but I have to think about it. <laughs> Lawrence is automatic. Right. That's true. I mean, yeah. At least Issa plays Issa, but she'd be Issa on the street too, regardless. Right. And she Issa in every movie she's in, because I watched The Lovebirds, and she was Issa in The Lovebirds, just like she was Issa in the photograph. She sure was. Just like she was Issa in Little, just like she was Issa in everything she does. I mean, and I enjoy Issa, so it's not not an issue, but she is. Right, right. Very enjoyable. Love Issa. Just saying she's she got she's as one solid character she's perfecting. She is jagged edging the shit out of this out of this right about now. So, so you see how see how I'm weaving in pop culture? It's amazing. It's amazing what I'm doing with this shit. I'm impressed with myself. I'm joking. Anyway, all right. So let's get into the into the meat of our wonderful bourbon and vouchers. Uh Boucher Shawnice is going to take the lead here on the good, the bad, the insecure. The floor is thine. All right. I'm here to vouch. Okay. So for the good, the bad, you know what? Today, the good, it's it's the good and the molly. We're not even going to separate the bad and the insecure because it is one. Okay. That's fair. So let's start with the good. For me, I don't know. I mean, this show always has really good music, but this particular episode, as we caught Molly back at Mascarat, was it called? The Ethiopian spot? Uh, or did mm-hmm. I, I might have made that up. I don't know. Um, but that's what it looked like. Um, anyway, the musical selection as Molly watches Issa go back to her car and avoid her, The I believe she said, uh, bitch, suck a dick and die. Yeah. Little stupid ass bitch. And that's I just thought said. that was... That was a perfect moment. I guess, you know, shout out to Jay Ellis for, do directors do that? Is that, is that part of his? Uh, well, they have a musical director, Raphael Sadiq. That's, that's Sadiq yeah. right there. That's okay. Raphael. Okay. Sadiq, good, big ups to you. Cause that was, you know, the symbolism there is just, you know, just really helped me to further connect with the way that Molly was feeling about Issa. <laughs> I do wonder if Shit, they tell the him. Issa was feeling about Molly. Yeah. Right. Like, I wonder if they're like, yo, Raphael. We need the most literal song that you can play after every scene where there's a musical transition. That's what we need. Like, we don't want no questions about it. I want the 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 words that we hear need to fit specifically with that because I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah, Debris I pointed that out to me, and ever since he said that, I've been paying more like attention to it, and it's always the case. I mean, that was that was a bop. That was a bop. Yeah, I've kind of taken it upon myself because I don't have Spotify, but I just have been keeping track of the playlist on my own Apple Music uh, uh, playlist. And so every week I'm always downloading the music because it's always super dope. Always putting me on to some new shit. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Quick question. I just I got to know since we're here, you brought it up. Why why not Spotify versus Apple Music? Most people have Spotify and not Apple Music the other way around. I have both. I mean, I have I have all of them because I I like to throw money away. But 
I can't really say that there's a particular reason. Apple Music is just on my phone, and I think that's just what I'm I rolled with. Okay, I was just curious. I know, I know, I when I mentioned to people that I have Apple Music, a lot of people are like, why? There's more stuff on Spotify, and I was like, is it? I mean, I don't know, but I just, you know, now, then I started tra- I transitioned to Spotify because of their like new music playlists and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they have that that like I hear their curated playlists are a selling point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was just curious. It's not that big a deal. Well, at this point, maybe I should download Spotify. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're all going to download uh, Bitch Suck a Dick and Die and enjoy that on Yo. <laughs> everyone's choice of music streaming platform. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next good thing were the Kim Fields cameos. Um, Mabel was the character. Um, I enjoy seeing Kim Fields back on the screen. Now, we were discussing this a little bit earlier, and I think that I met Kim Fields as Regine, but these these old guys on the show. Oh no, that's Tootie. That's definitely Tootie. I don't really know Tootie like that. That's I don't really yeah, know. I'm, I'm not extra familiar with Tootie. I'm I, I, Back to I'm life, man. Tootie, but... Back to life. Eighty no, staple. You gotta family. take the good. You gotta take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Oh, yeah, what do you have? Uh, like I didn't even shit. know where he was going okay. with this. I'm <laughs> I know those are the words. I know those are the lyrics. Oh, I didn't even know shit. where he was going with this. I like that he spoke and worded them though. So it threw you off. Like, cause if, you know, if he started singing, well, I would have to He goes spoke and worded. Yeah. I know he's giving us the hands too. I wish we could say that. What if Shay? Right. You haven't missing the shades. You don't, you don't be pulling the shades out. I'm in the house. <laughs> I mean, as if we weren't indoors before, but right. it's fine. Like we were recording outside. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're all, and it was actually darker then. It was nice. Okay. Like dark outside. In a whole basement. You know no what? I, I, I must be letting the pandemic win. Next week, mm. I promise I'm back with the states. And I do want to echo, I too view her as 2D first. I, I mean, obviously, regime was the more essential to the black community character. But Tootie is how most of us who grew up in the 80s were introduced to to uh, to Kim Fields and Tootie for life. Well, just one time for Issa putting all the black actresses on. Yeah. I, I just really appreciate that. Yeah. Keeping Another old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next thing. Um, it's been, it's been a little lackluster this season, but this particular episode, Molly's fits were on in particular, that orange number that she had on when they first got to the resort and then that yellow dress that she had on when they were dancing. Superb. A1. Shit. Even the blazer she had on uh, when she went to work, I, Mm -hmm. everything she had on this episode, I was like, I support this. Really I support good. I feel it's A1, brother. Yeah. There were there were two low-key stars to this episode, and that would be Molly's wardrobe and Molly's <laughs> trainer. Molly was looking outstanding you know for the yes. entirety of the episode. Yes, I thought it was, the entirety. It was a commercial for her. I mean, basically. She when she walked away from, from snatching that towel, I was like, what? <laughs> 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 no, Molly, she looked Molly definitely good. looked she definitely looked amazing um, on the ship, and the, the clothes did her body justice, and vice versa. And it was just a great look all around. And now, Agreed. so that that was all I had for the good for this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> real brief. 
Okay, so now on to the bad slash Molly. Um, we'll start off by saying let's re- let's rewind back to the to the beginning of the episode because our good sir Jabri had an issue. I also had the same issue. Um, it took me two times to notice this, but the chick behind the counter with the attitude, she had an attitude because she was repeating herself. But at the Ethiopian spot, at the Ethiopian spot, if you look again, Molly said. Hmm, should I add more tips? To which the lady responds by yelling back to the kitchen to get more tips. Now, sis, relax because I didn't ask you for that yet. <laughs> so the fact that you're not right. irritated because you have to keep going back and forth, that is your own fault, sis. I didn't I did not ever ask you for the tips in the first place. So no, nobody told you to do that. Don't roll your eyes at me. Yeah. You're right. And then she took them off again without being told. And then, you know. So then Molly had to be like, I'm sorry, can you put them back on? But really, it was the first time she ever told her to put on in the first place. I mean, exactly. I don't even know what tips are. Does anybody know what tips are? I have no tips idea. Like, tip, well, I, when I eat Ethiopian, I get the beef tips myself. And it's just like chunks of beef, like grilled chunks of beef. I don't, okay. I'm not sure why they call them tips, but they're just little chunks. Got it. Mm-hmm. I learned something. Getting cultural. The more you know. <laughs> All right. So sticking. So you know, from that moment, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of keep it in order. Um, Molly is still failing to see at all how she was wrong in that situation. Everything is it's all Issa's fault, and when she gets back home to tell Andrew, it's like, ugh, and she acted like I was. What did she say? What she said? She ran for me like I was an actual job. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was that was dirty. That was yeah. hard body shade. Yes. She it said, but what though? Like why? Exactly. She she gave she really gave Issa a lot in this episode, and it's interesting to see that. Well, maybe I'm not remembering right. Issa didn't give her that much, did she? She did. She gave her a little bit. No, the thing about Issa is that when we when she had her episode uh, last week, even in her deciding that she wasn't going to reach out to Molly, she still had that realization that like, well, both of us were wrong. Like, she still recognized she had a part to play in the situation. And Molly is not even there yet. She's like, I did nothing. It was all Issa's fault. This is all on her. And it's it's just really, really strange that even after, like, sleeping on it, she still can't even see her role in this. And Issa, I mean, yeah, Issa has a little bit more accountability in this situation, at least at this point, than, than Molly. That's true. Yeah, and the fact that that she's expressing it so openly, like in front of Andrew, like Andrew's paying attention. Like Andrew is is privy to the situation, and watching her not take any responsibility, that's like a preview for any future beefs between him and Molly. Like that's how it's going to go, and I think Andrew's paying attention to that. I agree with that, and I was also wondering. So to your point, do you think that Andrew is an enabler in any way by not? saying anything or do you think he's just sitting back and watching i think he's a pretty patient dude like he seems like once he decided that he was going to take her back after she walked out of the restaurant after he decided that he was like well i'm gonna take the good and the bad of molly and unless it's really bad i'm gonna you know i'm, I'm gonna see where it goes i'm not gonna be sensitive to her little stuff because that's how she is but i do know that he's keeping notes like he even, he even made a face like oh it, it's all Lisa's fault huh like he said that with his eyes Right, and and I peep that. I just, I guess, I feel like you know when you I care want about him to somebody, call her out. Right, when you care about somebody, when when you're friends with somebody, relationship, whatever, and you want the best for them. Like I, I don't know. I just 
don't see myself sitting by not saying. But you don't say nothing on the Mexican vacation, though. Like you kind of right. have to go to go well, you right. know. That's you true. know, there's things that because, we can do after yeah. dinner that kind of still need to happen. And <laughs> I really, I'm not trying to mess up the trip, trip to Mexico. Is all I'm saying. I might keep it to myself when we get home. And I there's guess a whole the, lot of facial expressions at the end when they were at the airport. Yeah. There was a whole lot of body language uh, when they're at the airport that I think oh, I didn't peep. Okay. Yeah. To me, to me, it looked it looked like all the, he finished. Andrew finished writing the report by the time they got to the airport. All the notes he'd been taking, he compiled <laughs> them, and uh, I'd be wondering what, what what happens in the future with them because he seemed like he yeah. could be over it. Because Andrew Cause also- chose not to mess it up at that time, at the moment when, he, when she was bringing up Issa, but then Molly just went on to mess it up later. So it was kind of his his efforts went to waste. And I'm thinking about the timeline. I mean, this is only a day after, at least when they left for vacation, it seems like it's only like the next day after the block party or a day or two. And so I'm thinking like, why didn't he even call Molly out after the block party? Like, what you doing? Why are you acting this way? This is a little outrageous. But I mean, I guess if you know you're about to go on vacation, maybe you want to wait until after vacation to have that conversation. Hopes are kind of like, the vacation as drama free as possible but I mean there were a few instances I felt like where Molly like was you know overstepping a little bit and I'm like so you're not gonna say nothing I mean I get the patience and I think I love Andrew that he's so patient and I think that's ideal but I don't know some stuff I'm like you ain't gonna say nothing (laughs) (laughs) we'll get we'll get more into 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 their dynamic but I definitely feel like it might be a little bit of both like he might need to say something but he might also be just taking notes and then also they were in mexico so yeah that point um another thing about molly is i think in general her issue is that she just lacks tact i i, I don't know if it was just me but the comment that she made to her assistant um you don't get paid to make me look dumb um fringe like i as a as a black woman who who has worked in corporate America? Like I, I don't know. I I I just don't feel like that was helpful in that moment. And, and I know it's just a show, but that really rubbed me the wrong way. It was so stank. I didn't like. Wait, it. is the problem what she said, or no? Because it seemed true, or is it just it how she true. said it? Because it, it, it seemed pretty a- factually accurate. Like as an assistant, your job, like if that's her assistant, and and in this case, her assistant messed up. She didn't let her know mm-hmm. about a meeting that she was supposed right. to have so it 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 caused everything to be a rush right she didn't even have the brief she was looking for like all this stuff effectively was last minute for molly but it wasn't last minute for the assistant right so i can understand being upset in that moment and saying something that is very factual Mm -hmm. now maybe she didn't need to say it that way but i also think it conveyed the message i mean her assistant got the point these are I all true. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with, with yeah. what she said. I just feel like just in the, the majority of her oral communication, up. she just lacks tact. And that was one example of it. Yeah, some people just lack tact. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's team sports or what, but like, I'm used to this type of thing. Like, I can deal with, I can deal with the kind of boss that comes over and says, yeah, I think it would be great if next time you didn't. Like, I can deal with that. I can, I can also deal with, look, stop fucking up. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, sometimes you get different types of managers. I can deal with either style. Um, I think that 
neither style is really out of bounds necessarily unless you're not getting the results you want. Like if you have sensitive people who work underneath you and you got to learn how to talk to them, you can't talk to anybody any kind of way that you want. Um, but I didn't have a big problem with it, I guess is long story short. Yeah. I feel like she I mean, said what she had to say because I mean, it's not like she didn't mess up. Fair, fair. I mean, it's not even about, to me, it's not even about whether old girl is sensitive or couldn't deal with it or, you know, whether or not you can deal with it. Because, I mean, we've all had, you know, managers from, you know, across the spectrum of tactful, not tactful, but whatever. But I think the bottom line is, is you know, from Molly's perspective, like, is I don't know that that was really the vibe that she wanted. Like, I feel like that was a little bit of misplaced frustration and not to again not to you know negate the fake fact that homegirl messed up for sure but I don't think that she would have delivered that message to her that way if other things were you know right with her and at like I just don't it just to me she wasn't wasn't about to be on a vacation because this seemed like this was she wasn't gonna have to be in the office but this forced her to come to the office when she was supposed to be getting ready to get on a plane I mean, I get get that level of frustration. I get the being annoyed. I get, I get all of the reasons why she said what she said. That still doesn't mean that it was that the delivery wasn't fucked up. And homegirl gonna deal with it. She'll be fine. And it is what it is. I mean, I just think it was a fucked up delivery. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Okay. Now, now we're on the plane. Everybody's settled. We're on the plane. We're in Economy Plus. We got our drinks, our blanket, and our pirate's booty. Um, now I do love that popcorn, <laughs> right? Isn't it good? Now the the plane is taking off, and, and we're finger popping on the plane. Is that is that what we do? Is that That's what they do? Because I saw. I saw <laughs> I mean, it's a whole lot of inappropriate. It's, I mean, quote unquote, inappropriate stuff that happened on the show. I mean, Kelly, Kelly got got up in the restaurant after after a concert or after something. Let me tell you why. I mean, you know, I asked asked because I I have seen a video before circulate with another couple with a younger couple. They were on the airplane very clearly, and he was very clearly. Finger popping her in real life on the plane, and I just didn't, you know, I've seen this a couple times now, and I just didn't know that this was a thing that people did. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like there's, there's probably a segment of the population that's all for this. Their entire movies dedicated to it, songs, poems, folk tales. I mean, how you live. I mean, apparently, people are uh, having whole sex in my high club. I mean, I wouldn't imagine anyone could have oh, right. the whole act uh, on the airplane, but apparently, people do. So, the mile high club on the plane is that I because I really I don't know. Yeah, Mile High Club is, is fucking on a plane. All right. right. I thought it was okay. Are we get? Are we do? Are we going too deep? <laughs> we are definitely taking a, a left turn for like, sure. <laughs> are we going too deep? I mean, it seems it, that seems like more of a private jet type thing than like uh, American Airlines. But if you can make it work, you know, no, no, you don't need the private jet. This is happening on Amtrak. This is happening on Greyhound. Greyhound. Oh, Greyhound. 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 That's, that's a lot of work. Amtrak makes more sense because you can end up on a whole car by yourself. Yeah, by yourself. There's more movement. You know, in an airplane, everybody there's there's always lines for the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, so this was right. 
this is the likelihood of pulling this off just seems very slim. But you know, hey, you said pull God forbid you hit some turbulence, <laughs> somebody better knock their tooth out or something. Like it just mm. doesn't seem feasible. But God can bless. you put off an airplane for this? Like, like, so what happened? Like, what is what is the consequences if you get caught? I, mean, I don't know where that's like sexual harassment or something. Oh, I mean, yeah. Lewis yeah. decency or something. Yeah, yeah. Lewis yeah. acts of some sort. I mean, it's probably a, it's a misdemeanor, but you know, yeah. Risk Whatever it all. be happening yeah. in people's aisles, let it happen in their aisle. For Andrew and Molly, it works. Yeah. I would be sleep. So y'all do what y'all do. All right. So now we arrive in Mexico. And you know we meet we meet uh, Andrew's brother and his and his wife, fiance Lydia. Now, Molly is a very beautiful woman. We're talking about how good she looked in her outfit. She's beautiful, striking. Um, and th- this may be just my experience, or, or I'm not sure, Janae, if you can speak on this. But it seems sometimes the excessive compliments, especially like you know how us black girls will hype each other, like girl, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's normal, right? And it's it feels comfortable and familiar. But when when women who are like not black throw the compliments at you, and I don't know why it makes me feel like I don't know. No, so yes, it, it, it's weird. I, and I think generally, even with like non, even with like black women or anybody, like the the compliment, the self deprecating compliments, like the oh you look so good, I look terrible, or just like I never know what to do with that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Agree with you, or <laughs> like to me, it's it's a lot. And then you know, particularly you know, in the situation that you know Molly Andrew and his brother and his fiance were in. I feel like, and especially considering what happened throughout the rest of the episode, I wonder if it was like kind of like overcompensating a little bit to like, you know, and make that's an, how, that's how an awkward it. situation like Andrew and brought this black woman. Maybe that's something they're not used to. So, you know, to try to make her feel comfortable, I'm going to, you know, be self-deprecating and, you know, try to uplift her. And I mean, a lot of times it's well-intentioned, but it doesn't really always come off the way that it's intended. And to me, I mean, it definitely kind of, it, it, it felt weird to me. I got where home, what she was trying to do, but I get why Molly felt a little weird too. He's like, really, what about me or something? Like, I get why it felt weird because I never know what to do with those type of compliments of like, oh my gosh, I know when I see you in your bathing suit, I'm going to want to kill myself. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that type of compliment. Yeah. So when they're like, oh, and your skin looks so nice and my skin looks all pale and pasty mm. and your hair is like, beautiful and my hair is, it's just, it feels like overcompensating, like and you it said. At that point, yeah. so I I would rather not. <laughs> That's just yeah. That. It was it was cringy. Also, <laughs> all the men the men are just sitting here nodding their heads like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm trying to trying to give y'all the space to express that. I mean, I don't have nothing, right. to, you know, like y'all. <laughs> I think you got it covered. He's giving it us was, the space. It was kind of weird. People. It was kind of weird, you know, Molly. You know, said something to Andrew. I think you know she gonna try to fuck me. Mm-hmm. It just right. like she was just really into how she looked, and like you said, that's something we don't really do. Would y'all have made, thought anything weird about that if we hadn't said that we thought so? No, nah, I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. <laughs> I mean, I think that that happens. I guess it's sort of a different version uh, for the men, for the guys. Like um, guys don't do it to each other, but like sometimes, like 
non-black women will like compare you to somebody. Like I've been called Denzel, nigga, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Black, but not, but like Latrell Sprewell, other shit like that. Like, like, like that because I am Jennifer Clint. <laughs> you know, like, and it was meant to. It was meant to make me feel more comfortable, but really, it was just like now, nah, like I'm on display. You know what I mean? Wait, like I feel yeah, like a white woman called you Latrell Sprewell. You comparing me to, <laughs> to somebody that's that been on TV? Yeah, I can't do it. I, mean, I, had, I had cornrows. You did. I think that's what it but was. That's still pretty specific. She had to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> like that's not like or or yeah, that's possible. Clearly, a sports fan of some sort. That's but, deep. Yeah. I'm saying I it happens, think, I That's my yeah. contribution. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed odd to me too. It seemed like a lot of trying to fill space, and this is the yeah. only way I know how to fill space with a person I don't know. Um, yeah. But in doing so, just it seemed excessive and going overboard. But. Yeah, that mean it's I I wouldn't have you all expressing how that stuff is not something I would have I would automatically think, but I I get it. Like I totally get what you're, where you're where you're coming from. Why yeah. why why it would come across so cringy and awkward? Yes, exactly. So after we you know deal with with uh, meeting the brother and his fiance, we end up back in the hotel room. And there's this big buildup. I mean, not too big. When they were on the plane, Molly was all taunting the fact that she has brought something special and finger pop, whatever. Um, now we're in the hotel room. <laughs> well, to be fair, that Andrew room. Andrew brought that to her. That was he Andrew's did. call. Like Andrew did that. It wasn't it wasn't her call. I mean, yes. I'm just I'm saying that was a result of her saying that she had brought that Andrew was let the whole his, his freak flag fly. Yeah, true. Was out here. It was prepared. <laughs> so let's get into it. So now we're in the hotel room, and Molly like throws her big joke on the table. Bow like this basic ass like lingerie set. It was and I'm cute. Like, it was. Cute. It was cute, and and she looked very good in it. She did. But I, you know, for all the building, I was just expecting like some nipple clamps or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't even know what that is. That's what you were I, expecting. Yeah, I didn't really expect that much. Actually, I wasn't really expecting you know anything overly crazy. Kinky, kinky sex toys. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I was more surprised what well, Andrew, Andrew decided was... to bring. I'm like, have y'all had this conversation where this is <laughs> well, you know, some ball with the balls? Thing? I don't yeah, think yeah. Andrew was he, was he, was clamps, he okay? mentioned that he was you know interested in trying to find out like what Molly liked, and so I think he was just going to try to you know he was prepared. He brought a lot. My man kept pulling stuff out. Like it was just like it was, it was like three a clown car. So I that's why I'm wondering if they had this conversation in advance. Like, you know, I'm I'm really into I'm into other things. She was yeah. like, oh, you you know, like because that that's a lot that he showed up with. That definitely seems like an in advance conversation. I mean, cause he jumped all the way out there with that. I mean, look, he brought that on a plane. Like TSA <laughs> TSA's all what's in that bag. Yeah. Like they've seen it. He subjected himself they've to the X I wonder what they see every day. Like TSA, they must see a lot. Some like, wild shit. Some wild shit in those bags. I, not, I not just dangerous things, but just <laughs> anyway. Wow, you, you out here living like this? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I. I did, they def, It definitely seemed to me like they did not have that conversation ahead of time. Just from the sheer point of like when Molly was like, I brought something and Andrew was like, he brought something, they're brought something, so we're not on the same page. Because even Andrew, when he thought, when Molly was saying that she brought something and she laid out 
her uh, her lingerie, he was like, oh, that's it. And then tried to like recover and be like, well, I brought some stuff and then laid out his um his bedroom candy on the bed. <laughs> and so I just, they, I, you know, it should have probably been a conversation ahead of time, but I mean, what better time than a vacation to try to figure out, you know, and what, she ain't what seem are we on here? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, it seems odd to me that they haven't had some form of this conversation either. Like they were on such different pages. They've been together for at this point several, several months. And it seems like their relationship is very sex based. Yeah. So at least yeah. The fact that this was that they're in so such different spaces in terms of what I got something for you means. And again, I I didn't expect anything more from Molly. I didn't expect what, and, what Andrew <laughs> popped out either. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's it's interesting that as long as they've been in each other's lives, those conversations That's haven't it. organically happened in some type of way where neither person would be surprised at what the other person brought. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Andrew was also trying to kick it up a notch for vacation. Like they ain't never went nowhere before either. So maybe he thought this was yeah. a good uh, opportunity to debut some new shit. Which could have backfired, but apparently it didn't, because by the end of it, Molly was was in her bag. So, well, hold up. <laughs> oh, are we in the bad part? Where's what? What is that? Uh, ass eating. We're in the Molly conference. We can talk huh? about it now. Almost turn off the episode. Yeah, I almost <laughs> hit the fucking power button on my goddamn. Don't be a child, Corey. Television. What's the problem? Uh-huh. What's the problem? I mean, there was, I'm sure there were a lot of other things that yeah, my, the man would have rather eat than some ass at that moment. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I can only speak for me. Okay. All right. I heard your first window into vacation and things be happening on vacation nah, and I they had a good time. Apparently, I've never been on vacation. Then. If these are the types of things to go on, apparently, I've never been on vacation. I'm missing so out. So I wonder if this was the first time they've done that because, I mean, he didn't seem like, oh, no. Oh, no. He also brought good things. He brought good things with him. This was just yeah, like, no. you know, you're not going to do that unless you, you know. Right, unless you know. this ass. And <laughs> it was just like, all right, you know, he getting all tied up and everything. It just seemed like this wasn't their, either one, this wasn't their first time around this block. Well, but I don't know. Exactly he, he, said he, li- he said he liked it when she take charge, though. Exactly. So maybe she just was he like, you know what? Up. I'm about to take charge and get this ass eat while <laughs> eating while I have a chance. I don't <laughs> What's know. What's the chance? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I don't know. Oh but I tell you what, if they do that next week. I'm stopping watching this show. I'm not talking this shit. <laughs> they do that next week. Okay. I mean, this is like the most risque this show is gonna get. But yeah, I, in, I will in, in say when regard. when she yeah, I wasn't I wasn't ready for them to go there, but they did. I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't see that. I coming. almost think that was a conversation piece on purpose because every it seems like every show is built around some oh we can have we can start a combo on on Twitter with this one. Mm-hmm. And boom, like she just backed it, it up happened. on him. I was I, I bet Twitter was aflame with And I was oh, gonna no. say I was gonna say I think it's it's pertinent you know, given the times and also the types of conversations that happen more frequently than they probably should on social media around eating ass and what that means and who does it and who doesn't do it. And so I think to put it in the episode, you know, I think was just a testament to what niggas really be talking about, unfortunately. 
This could have been a Lawrence special. Lawrence like, oh, y'all going to keep me out for a couple episodes? <laughs> <Right>. Cool. <laughs> cool. Coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> we in here. <laughs> Set it with his chest. I'm not playing. Okay, so yes, that happened. That was a thing that happened. And now we're at the next morning. Um, now, one thing, I will get up early on vacation. I will go to all the planned events. I will get up early and go hiking up the mountain. But let me tell you what I'm not going to do. We're not going to run. And I really nope. did not understand why they got to that base of that mountain and decided that they were going to run to the top. That really, that, that is, it's not a huge part of the episode, but that piece in particular really blew me. Oh, no, that's where we saw Mabel again. That's where we saw Mabel again. That's why. <laughs> we did see her. Tootie. Yeah. We saw Tootie. No, Regine. we saw Regine. <laughs> well, you know, running is the quickest way to get to the top, you know, if that's your goal. Um... Oh, my goal is to survive. So we're going to walk. Corey is our fitness enthusiast over here. The, well, hold up. The so, mismatched outfits, though, like, why was why was Andrew's brother dressed to hike and Molly was dressed to run? And like Andrew and Molly were dressed to 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 run up a run Whoa, up a mountain. Right. Black black you're people right. probably don't have appropriate hiking gear. Like I was know, gonna say, so what should Molly have had on as hiking attire? Like, I, I don't no, know. No, no, but I but I'm just saying, like her. So Andrew's brother had on shoes that are not running shoes. He had on hiking, hiking shoes, shoes and hiking right. socks, mm-hmm. yeah, and hiking shorts and right. a safari hat. He looked like he was going hiking. Molly looked <laughs> like she would be more per, in in the vein to go for a jog. So well, she had on a, she had on an off white Nike um off white Nike collab uh, outfit. I mean, so yeah, so that's, that's an expensive outfit to go hiking. Right. In. I was gonna say quite honestly, if I were to go hiking in Mexico, that might be something I pull out. Which is fine. My point is, I was surprised that they decided that that. Lydia and Andrew's brother, what is his name? Victor. Victor. Victor decided to go running up the hill. I was surprised with that because I'm like, he don't look like he's ready to go running anywhere. You say yeah, like he's ready to go walk. I know you're not saying that the director fucked up, are you? Uh, no, I'm saying the stylist threw me for a loop <laughs> and I wasn't ready. They caught me off guard. I was like, oh no. That's how you go running <laughs> when you go to Mexico. Cool. Oh, so you, now you I know. For Lawrence. No, you know, I think when, it was just the contrast and style they were trying to. Yeah, that's what that, I think. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's Molly and and Andrew's style. They're more stylish than her bro- his brother and his yeah. wife. So they just, Victor you know, had on his little khaki shorts and his hiking boots. Right, and his little hat or whatever. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> situated for a three mile hike up a mountain. <laughs> not a <laughs> rock. I just had to. I just had to ask because that's just not. I'm not. We're not doing that. We we heard a quick little snippet about uh, about Andrew's sister. Apparently, she is alive and well, or maybe not well, but she does work. Where does she work? At a sandwich Coffee. shop. Yeah, sandwich shop. At the sandwich shop that well, she, she had a good sandwich. <laughs> yes, um, we didn't learn much more than that because Andrew didn't want to talk about her. But I just thought that was an important little tidbit because well, he was dismissive and- of her. He was like, sounds like her, like you know, just he he doesn't think very highly of her. No, it doesn't sound like. Very, very low in his opinion. I got kind of that she might have been going through like perhaps some sort of like mental health struggle or some type of addiction or something like that because with the fiance was like, well, and she's doing well now or something like that. Um, So I don't know if that meant that she was just like doing bad before or if that just meant that she was just kind of like this, you know, fly in the wind type person who don't commit to nothing and, you know, maybe struggle for a while and just kind of you know, 
goes where the wind takes her. Because um, yeah. Beyonce said now. that she invited yeah. her too, and then he was like, "Why'd you invite her? She never comes to anything." Um, yeah. So, to say somebody got a job at a sandwich shop where they had a good sandwich kind of sounds like, "Oh, <laughs> that be all they you need to know." <laughs> they're right. They, you know what, man? She had a good sandwich there. She decided she wanted to work there. <laughs> That's it. Like it sounds a little flighty. Yeah. Type of I mean, dang, why she got to be flighty? Because she wanted to know the secrets to her favorite sandwich. Mm, <laughs> That's one way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, I did apply at Popeye's after those chicken sandwiches came out. I'm just going to put it out. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I didn't get the job, but I definitely submitted because I wanted to know what was going on. <laughs> so I can, I can relate. So your resume not Popeye's material though? It was not. I guess it was overqualified. Overqualified. <laughs> I mean, I want to open a franchise. <laughs> I said, no, nah, I just want to work here. So, no, nah, I just want some chicken sandwiches. <laughs> trying to get to the chicken. Yeah, the changes that we've gone on in this episode. Yeah, right. we've definitely gone off the rails. <laughs> All right. My last thing is, is and, and this is pretty much the, the meat and potatoes right here. Andrew's devil advocate ass, dickhead ass brother. Like, I didn't really get the dickhead thing as much. I mean, I, I think I, I feel like I Andrew took Andrew took Molly's that. Andrew took Molly's side because that's his girl. But at the end of the day, his brother was trying to have a conversation. Like, can you we tell agree the story first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Story. So, I I I also think that Molly did do too much, but I don't think that a conversation like that should have been poked by her brother like i don't think he should we're just come on we're just having a conversation he just kept on saying hmm devil's advocate like he said he said that another time before when they first got there like he said mm-hmm. what was talking about i think that the show did a good job in showing what being black is like like so yeah. you go through the line and you don't think you saw the people in front of you show their id but are you really sure that they didn't mm-hmm. And then when you get there, the first thing she said is where your is where your key card. So you're like, huh? Is this just for me? Is this is this the nigga rule? You know what I mean? Like you never really know. And then maybe maybe she just happened to remember now. Yeah, maybe she didn't ask the people in front of me. Maybe it had nothing to do with me being black and then being white. That's that. Like, maybe that's she had the, already seen them yesterday. Exactly. Yeah, that's the mind fuck. Were, that's the mind fuck right. that being black is in these in these spaces. You never Over really know. Towel. Something so exactly. small. It's a towel. It's just yeah. a towel. And I think it also, you know, kind of sheds a light on what like what does allyship look like? Because you know, of course, you know, Andrew had Molly's back, but I mean, like, if I come to you and express my, you know, feelings about this situation, the last thing that I want is for you know for you to try to like minimize it back to me or act like I didn't see what I saw or I didn't experience what I experienced like that's going to be the wrong angle to take why why and though Andrew, so, I why why can't I why? say hey why, yeah why can't why can't the guy say maybe it's not what you thought it was maybe we could look at this another way like why why is he not capable of having that conversation with her I don't think minimizing or trying to gaslight Molly into thinking that what happened isn't what happened is going to be the right answer in any, like that's going to be a sensitive, touchy, tense subject anyway, especially for all of the reasons that Jabri just mentioned. Like you could talk, tell me, well, what if it wasn't that, but what if it was that? Like, and that's just something that we consistently have to keep in mind. And so you trying to minimize it and gaslight me isn't going to be helpful. And so I get why Molly was annoyed for sure. Now the reaction got a little bit out of control towards the end but 
you know, the brother was definitely being a dickhead and just kind of poking the beast and poking the beast, especially when it was clear that Molly wasn't, you know, comfortable. And Andrew called him out too, you know, you know, that the conversation was going to a place that it probably didn't need to go. Yeah, but he was just having his girls back. So I think for, like, so his brother, this is his first time meeting Molly. Like, maybe he's interested in, like, just getting to know her, like, on a deeper level, having a serious conversation versus some shallow surface-level conversations with maybe they've had before. So he, you know, pushed the envelope here and said, so, you know, why do you feel this way on a on a real topic? And I don't see nothing but wrong. We in the pool. But, we, but also, it's not the right time. It just yeah. happened. She What's just got right micro-repressed. Time? You can tell she feels a way about it. And then you decide to tell her that maybe you're wrong about your feelings. You should. It's your choice. The way that you handle it, you know, you could have decided to just look at it as maybe she's just doing her job, which is basically telling Black people, Hey man, everything ain't race, dude. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's not the way you see it. It's just, you know, somebody doing their job. Like he basically minimized the black the blackness of her experience there and everything else that she's gone through before. She doesn't know where he he doesn't know where she's coming from with that. And he decided to dismiss the whole thing as some, hey, devil's advocate here. It's a choice the way that you deal with race, the potential racism. Like, come on, like anybody, so I'm not, I'm and, not it, saying and it just happened. It I'm just not saying happened he's right, but, but you're arguing that he should have never even had the conversation. Like, w- what does a conversation hurt? What does it hurt for him to give his perspective and her to give her perspective? So, Why can't so he have the conversation? Because it wasn't coming from a place, to me, it didn't seem like it was coming from a place of trying to seek understanding. It came from a judgmental kind of condescending, patronizing place of like, I deal with racism too. Why don't you deal with it like yeah. me? I'm a minority and, too. I yeah. deal with minority issues. Yeah, I deal with them better than you do because, and I get <laughs> results that are better than you do. Maybe if you treat it, it's, um, we're Possible. all minorities. Therefore yeah. our, our struggles are similar because we're minorities. Not. So perhaps if you would try a different approach than the approach that you're trying, you would get better results that are more in line with the successful approach that I have. <laughs> Right, yeah. which is which sort of illustrates his tact really illustrates Molly's point from later on, where you know she's she mentions that maybe you know Asians sometimes float in and out of the minority bubble mm-hmm. when it suits them. That was her suggestion. I didn't agree with the way she phrased it, but right. Molly, but I mean, I mean, but uh, whatever Andrew's brother's name is, he Victor. showed that Victor, he showed that privilege in even trying to have the conversation mm-hmm. as some type of exercise. Like, yo, I can't have this fucking intellectual exercise with you when they just uh, they just racismed me over there. 46 at the seconds rack. ago. Like 46 seconds ago <laughs> at the towel rack, they just racism my ass. And I'm not trying to have no debate, no uh, intellectual debate about it. So, yeah, I, I got to come over here and defend myself to you now. Like, right. no, that's what we're right. going to do. Yeah, no, the timing was not right at all. Um, one thing that uh, I thought about when Victor was going on was it the energy was it was it was anti-black but at the same time it was also sort of masculine and the fact mm-hmm. that he was going to he was going to solve the problem through rational thought and the implication was that Molly was not using rational thought and mm-hmm. so and you know Victor was going to she's emotional right put things in a way that you hadn't thought of maybe you didn't think of it this way let me put something out since I'm smart and rational and mm-hmm. like that's just really it's condescending. It happens too much, and that's really that's a trash way to be, especially if you're um, you're calling yourself a minority and being an ally. That's just a trash mm-hmm. way to be. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody even wants the to be sort of being gaslit, like 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 Janine's yeah. term gaslighting. I think that's 
that's perfect. Like nobody wants to be told that what they what you know in your heart you saw didn't happen. Like just because the the famous saying, just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not following me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as black people, you get microaggressed all the time. The the difference is now people are talking about it more. It just right. used to happen that everybody had to suck it up. Now people are tired of sucking it up and people are talking about this stuff more in places and white people and other people are now starting to get annoyed by the fact that they have to deal with the fact that minorities who've been who've been leaned on are pushing back against these things right so it's annoying for somebody to tell you something that you've seen before because you've been in spaces where this happens all the time didn't happen and frankly whether or not whether or not molly knows exactly what she saw is over a damn towel you could have just given me you made you you gave me all this smoke over a towel that you ended up giving to somebody anyway just because for this one little rule that is it's probably Yes, people need a key card. But who knows? Like, is it really that big of a deal? I just need a towel. Somebody's going through something over here. I just need a damn towel. Like, why does it have to be all this? Why does it have to become this level of of pushing back against me over a damn towel? When you've seen me before, you see me coming out. Like, where do you think I'm coming from? Like, I'm in the pool. And the t- and the reason I know that the tile lady knew what she was doing was because when Victor came over there and gave the key card and was like Molly's good, then she gonna try to get a tile to him like Molly ain't the yeah. one who been over here asking for the tile. Like now you don't really piss me off. So I I get why Molly. Wait, why why would the worker annoyed. give the wait why would the worker give the tile to someone who doesn't have a key card if her job says that she should only give tiles? Because to he was silly asking for the tile. It don't matter. It don't matter. You, your mama, bro. and your cousin can come ask for a towel but if you if none of you niggas have a key card none of you getting towels that's how it works and whoever come over with the key card they will get a towel that ignores all common sense and context of the situation no it don't if you're gonna put it in a you can't look at things in isolation in a vacuum like that because you just ignore the entire context of the whole entire situation it don't matter i I know even even even... but but, okay so so what if she gave the towels to the people in front of her without the key card the uh, which we never we never saw excuse? a key card for them. It was set up, so we just saw them getting a towel. Get we saw the end part of we saw the end part of that transaction, right? right? So I don't know. So let's say she had. Um, I don't know. Like there could be logical reasons why that Hold happened. Up. And the lady didn't say they did show me the key card. Exactly. She, said, she didn't even right. refute it. Right. She just refuted. Like, if I'm in my job, like, I ain't like, refute nothing with you. No, you can say, no, actually, they did give me a key card, and that's why they got a towel. You are not getting a towel because you do not have a key card because I'm doing my job. Like, if you're going to be, if you're going to go that hard with it, you got to go that hard with it. You don't get to pull up when you want to and just go a certain route. Like, you can't be like, I'm at the call my manager. So, I'll say this. So, um, I've looked younger than what I was for a long time, right? And I've been in situations where they only carded fucking me. (laughs) They didn't card anyone else at the fucking table but me, right? I didn't say, well, you didn't card this nigga or that Like, it don't, but it's the same concept, though, right? But you You actually are supposed to card everybody. Like, you, you, so those people ain't doing their jobs. Like, you're literally legally, as somebody who worked in a space that required people to card folks, Everybody should have been fired. Right, but I can't argue with them. I can't. I don't have a valid argument with them for doing their job correctly when it, just because they chose to only do it correctly for me. Yes, and you do over a towel. I'm sorry. She can't go to jail for giving you no towel. No one's no one's arguing that she's wrong for doing her job. We're saying it's petty because we're not talking about legal and and alcohol and potentially getting the club shut down. We're talking about a, a freaking towel. So I'm trying to understand what your point is, though, Corey. So you're saying that it's possible that the towel girl was doing her job the way she was supposed to do it. 
Okay. What I'm, I'm, it's, also I'm saying, possible, it's, it's also possible that she's a racist. It, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. But if, if 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 there is a rule in place that is clearly written, you even if she only chooses to enforce it on you, you can't. You just can't be mad at that. I can yeah, be mad. There's a fucking yeah, sign above this shit that says "must have a key card to get towel." If, if you're the only you one that she enforces it on me, to not have a key card to get a towel. That's fucking life, dude. People are getting away with shit all the time. I, this is and this is how I knew you would identify with Victor, because you two are a devil's advocate type person. No, it's not a devil's advocate. So Victor had Victor asked to have a conversation, right? And he he offered up different perspectives of maybe this happened. You know how many times I hear black people say, "You know what? They did this shit to me because I was black." No, maybe they did this shit to you because you did some shit that you didn't have no business doing, right? So it don't hurt to have that conversation to hear other fucking perspectives. Now, I'm not saying he was right in this case, but. A conversation i can have a conversation anytime i always got words right so if you want to talk to me about a topic i'm there for it and Bro, but you also somebody who does know that things happen to people because they're black you're you you specifically are somebody who knows this we've had these yes. kind of conversations before yes. so you're not averse to that line of logic and that being a thing right right so, so why why is molly why i i it sounds like you're arguing that Molly should be open to the conversation. You don't necessarily think Molly's wrong. You just think she should be willing to listen. I think she should. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think she. But should she's be emotionally to. charged in that moment. I'd be pissed too. And to call the dude a dickhead and storm off like he's being a bad person for trying to get some clarity or, or some understanding or, or or dialogue about the event. That's not what he was doing though. Yeah. That's like um. That's not his true motivation for what he's saying. Like you got to understand, exactly. like. Wait, and how, and how, did, how did you come to that conclusion? Because this is, is what they do. Who is they? This is, like, this is what they. Who is they? They're not more gaslighting you, bro. Like it's them. Yeah. They do. <laughs> like again, I wish the conversation hadn't even gotten that far because because Molly put her her foot in her mouth, you know, a few times and you know said some stuff that she probably you know wouldn't have said otherwise. But he definitely was just poking, and by the time she told him "fuck you," it was after it was like, "Oh, I, I struck a nerve." It's like that type yeah. of just triggering, kind of like you know, condescending, coded type language, like yep. would make me mad too. <laughs> it, yep. it absolutely would make me mad. And the only thing that I wish would have happened differently is that the conversation, conversation should have ended way earlier, and and homeboy should have just kind of took the hint. And you know, left it alone at least for the time being. Like, let's talk about it at dinner. Like, let's 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 just give it a moment. But yeah. you don't don't make me try to defend myself in the immediate moments after I'm clearly you know feeling violated in this way. Like that's Especially not especially because you just saw her give the towel to you and not me when exactly. I'm the reason over there. You just watched this happen. I, I had a key card. <laughs> You but he even acknowledged that he saw the the couple in front of Molly get the towel stuff the key card too. He was like, "Yeah, I did see it." Then he lets like two seconds pass. He's like, he did say that. He advocate. Did. What if it wasn't about like we don't need? He's to, asking like, a question for the sake of the question, for the as opposed to right. Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, this is fun for me. Let's talk race relations. Yep. And <laughs> he's like, "Yo, I just got racism." This and is that, annoying. Yep, and that's a privileged position. Like when it you is. can do that, when you're in a position where you can do that, you can extricate yourself. It ain't personal to you. You can just talk about it. It's an intellectual exercise. You know that shit is just—it's not helpful, especially in a situation where it—it it just happened. Like Molly is right. still hot. Like she's like still trying to process it, and sometimes mm-hmm. you need to fall back. And she shouldn't have said. She should have basically told them that they all pick and choose, basically 
when they want to be minorities and when they don't. She don't know them like that. Right. But, you know, that was not the right thing to say. And it, you know, it uh, understandably poo-pooed everything else from there on out. <laughs> yeah. Um, because now that, you know, it's it's it was the wrong thing to say. I understood where the desire to throw to throw those fireballs came from. Completely get it. You just can't do that. But and also, yeah. I just quickly add, you know, I, I had wrote down the fiance because we you know we were talking about how like her compliments be weird and it was kind of, you know, it felt like she was kind of like overcompensating. Even when Molly came over and told them about what happened, she was like, "Oh, you know, it was probably just because of how pretty you were," and it's like, no, it wasn't. Like. <laughs> It, it it almost felt like she was just trying to be like, you know, see how not racist I am. I think you're so gorgeous. Like, it just, it felt like it was too much. Like, and what I don't need from you is compliments. I just need you to like, either you're going to understand this, you're going to be, you know, or we, we don't have to say anything at all. Like, to me, it just didn't feel helpful. It, it felt like it ended up feeling, you know, kind of. Well, this is, well, then this is all Molly's fault for trying to attempt interracial dating. So oh, shut up. She could have she, she could have chose a black man. She wouldn't have to deal with these. Oh, that's not true. Wow. But oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it does make, it make does. better choices. But 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 Corey, you would have been Victor in the pool, just the same. Don't date you niggas would. like me. <laughs> you would, because we've had we've had the kind of conversations that have definitely pissed off every party involved, including the the, the woman you may or may not have been with at the time, just because you decide that there's no point in pulling up on this conversation. I'm going all in. So I know I never see a problem with with conversations, man. You know, uh, I can talk at any time about anything. So, I, and I, I I never really understand when people are like, yo, I can't have this conversation. Like, it's just right you know, now. I can't have the conversation right now. Right now, I don't have your schedule. I don't know when you would like to have a conversation. Like, it happened now. It's fresh now. Why not talk Take about it? Now? Read the room. That's what, that's 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 really the bottom line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so aside Free from Victor, the, man. Nah. <laughs> aside, aside from Victor being a dickhead, we, I I kind of felt like Molly saying "fuck you" and storming off and saying "get your brother." I felt like it wasn't necessary, and I felt like she put Andrew in kind of the like. I'm I'm not sure that regardless of how mad I was, I would like put Andrew in that situation. And maybe I'm maybe I'm just somebody who you know thinks of the consequences of everything that I do ahead of time, but I'm. <laughs> Did she know that she like why would she why would she say fuck you? They kind of have to pick a side at that point. Yeah, she was. I mean, and not that I, you know, I fully agree that she probably shouldn't have said that, but she was mad, and that's why I'm like, I wish the conversation would have ended earlier because then both people probably wouldn't have said some stuff that they shouldn't have said. And that was a messed up position that she did put Andrew in. Because I mean, like, of course he wants to support her, but I mean, at the end of the day, like that's still his brother. So like, what? You know what is he gonna do? Um, yeah, it just it, it was a situation that went way too far, and it really didn't have to go there. Yeah, yeah I so mean, she'd already she'd already told them. You know, she basically already accused them of racial fence straddling. <laughs> yeah, she might as well. Yeah, you already she already went there. You might, might as well, well go all the way there. <laughs> all the way. No, that, was, that was too much too. That was all too much too. Because it, it, it was gonna be awkward yeah. if she stayed. I mean, well, she she had to leave. You can't do that and then just stay there and make it awkward for everybody else. Like you gotta I'd leave so that she, the people who are annoyed can talk about you. I'd argue that she should have left even before that, but it was the the, the fuck you that was like, ooh, I don't. I it was like building up, like 
like her, yeah. her racial comments, her, you know, you're only a minority when you want to be. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then the fuck you was like, oh, OK, that's this too mm-hmm. much. It was it was it was a lot, but you know you got to land something. Yeah, and it was kind of nah. It was the vibe of the convo though, because like he kept going and and him mm-hmm. keep go, he keeps going under the underlying that situation is fuck you. Like I don't care <laughs> about what you're saying, Molly. Fuck you. Let's have this conversation intellectually. Yeah, that's so, true too. So, so just because she responded that way, I'm not necessarily too down on her because yeah, I'm not at all. Like she's not beholden to the rules of the conversation as Victor sets them. Like Victor crossed the line, so sometimes we cross the line. The response is "fuck you," and yeah. and maybe I think about other people too much, but I just still feel like I wouldn't have wanted to put Andrew in that situation by by causing that scene, regardless of how mad I was. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just should should just be more self. I don't know. But Victor know. put him in it. Put them in that position. Victor started the whole thing. Like it wasn't even no. like it's one Molly's yeah. fault. Molly got Molly got caught in the crossfires of mm-hmm. Victor deciding to be racially insensitive and dismissive right. of an interaction she had. Like, and I'm that, not saying that Molly started it. I'm just saying that I feel like I feel like Molly won. Molly ended it the way that it should have <laughs> ended. I'm not saying she shouldn't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to free Molly. Told, fuck you and stormed off on. <laughs> I'm just saying that I just feel like Molly could have been more considerate for the position that she put Andrew in, but everybody doesn't have time to think like that in the moment, I guess. Hey, man. Sometimes you gotta apologize later. But I don't oh. think she apologized either, but I mean, whatever. She don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the trip is over, and then as as Corey mentioned oh, before... We... One second. Before oh, we get ahead. into the trip is over, did we talk about when Molly... Uh, when Andrew talked to Nathan and Molly heard Issa in the background. Oh, yes. All over again. Yes. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say I thought it was very interesting how, I mean, and we've had, you know, talked about this, you know, before, but just how much Molly doesn't actually know <laughs> and, and the way that her, she just kind of makes assumptions and blanket statements based upon, I mean, especially at this point, no real facts. Um, as far as like Issa being messy, when in actuality, she's really not, you know, she thinks right. that she's dealing with Lawrence and Nathan and all these different people. And it's like, really, she ain't even talked to this nigga Lawrence and however long Nathan are, you know, seem she and Nathan seem to be in a, you know, in a healthy, you know, space trying to, you know, just getting reacclimated with each other. She feels like, you know, going back to Nathan was a bad decision because he's already shot. And then how you gonna talk about Nathan to his homeboy? Like that was the part right. to me. I, I, oh, yeah. And she for all of this talk about boundaries that she has, like she has she does not respect the boundary of like Nathan is Andrew's friend and so I can't dog him out to his homeboy like what that's another way she puts Andrew in a crazy position like what is he supposed to say to that when you're talking crazy about like the nigga I live with like yeah it's it's really wild it's really wild and then even with Issa you know she it's it's very interesting to me also how she vents everything about Issa to Andrew. Andrew know all of Issa business, but Andrew doesn't do the same with her. Andrew isn't mm-hmm. divulging everybody's information to Molly because I mean at the end of the day and just like he tells her like when uh Molly asked that Issa know that uh you know about Nathan's mental health issues they uh Andrew was like I don't know that's their business like that's I feel like that's just the take that Molly (laughs) needs to have it's like let people mind their own business and she's so busy trying to mind everybody else's business 
and she needs other people to be messy so she can feel better about herself. And it's just very, very strange to me. And I just, I felt like that was a very ugly moment of Molly and she looked stupid. (laughs) Andrew, the king of redirection though. My man be giving it back back to Molly in a way to make her think. Like he did it at the block party. Like, man, takes a lot of work to put all this together. (laughs) <laughs> you know, maybe that's why she was busy. And she's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. You know, some other people have been really busy at work. You right, boo. In the room <laughs> with Nathan. I mean, you know, he's going through some things. And then all of a sudden she looked concerned. He said, you know, the mental health thing, which I, I think was a little bit lazy just to say the mental health thing. Like, all of a mm-hmm. sudden she's like, oh, really? Oh, no. Is he okay? Like, all of a sudden, like, that, that word just mm-hmm. triggered a complete 180 in the way that she perceived Nathan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. It got it got the point across. Now she's concerned. And I mean, it also, I mean, because we know that Molly, I'm sorry, Issa and Nathan had that conversation last season. And the fact that Issa didn't even share that with Molly, like that was completely out of left field for Molly. She had no idea that that was what was going on. And that was why he ghosted. And she still has no idea, you know, that they were, you know, getting talking and, you know, kind of getting reacclimated. And so, like, as far as their little quadrant is concerned, Molly is the one on the outskirts of this. Like, girl, you are the one who is not in the know. Everybody else is good. It is you. You are the you are the missing link in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And she yep. she doesn't get it. The trip is over now. We're back at the airport. And who do we run into but Lawrence? Um, now, oh, someone yeah. speculated that Lawrence was maybe on a job interview in San Francisco. But, you know whatever the awkward interaction was between Andrew, Lawrence, and Molly, Lawrence left and he called someone. And if you watch the previews, you know who he called. But if you didn't, <laughs> then you'll find out. And you'll find out. Um, and with that, that is the good, the bad, and the Molly all wrapped up. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back with our Looking for Latoya report, some addictions. <laughs> And our honorary shot of bourbon here on Bourbon and Bouches. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Bourbon and Bouches on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We finally have something to report. Looking for Latoya is international. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they are looking for Latoya in Mexico too, y'all, which is hilarious. <laughs> I was trying to translate what they were saying, but I couldn't catch anything meaningful. I don't really know what exactly was happening, but the but point they is, <laughs> right, they was over there and, and looking for Latoya is a global phenomenon, which I really just amazing. Also, as awesome. an aside, have y'all seen, so they're like putting out like actual like content around, like separate content yes. around this looking for Latoya. Like there's a whole trailer for this show which i think is super dope and so we get a little bit more context um you get to see kind of like all of the scenes that we've seen thus far kind of put together from having ray j who's the ex-boyfriend and portia who's the roommate and cole and candy who are her parents so i just think it's really dope how they're really committed to this looking for latoya universe i i love this show within the show it's great yeah, me too. Me too. But with that, hopefully we'll have some more uh, looking for Latoya next week. But with that, we'll move on to our evictions. That is our advice and our predictions for what we think is going to happen next on Insecure. So 
who has a burning addiction that they want to share. Yeah, I'll go ahead and hop in here, you know, double dutch style. So <laughs> my advice is going to be for Andrew. I'm pretty sure I gave him some advice was like bounce <laughs> on, on Molly at some point. Um, I don't feel as strongly this week, but I also think it's time. It's He's got to be getting annoyed at this point. There's always something. And when there's always something, there's always going to be something. At some point, you got to cut your losses. Um, that's my advice. My prediction, though, is they're going to find Latoya because <laughs> SZA keeps showing up in the credits and they're going to find her. That is my prediction. <laughs> now, they might also find a Toyota with Latoya might be driving a Toyota and that might be how they find her. And that would be the ultimate and awesome for the show within the show. That's all I got. Wonderful. Okay, who's next? Uh, I can go. go next. Oh, go ahead, Corey. I oh, know you go. You, you go. You got it. You got it. So, and I know I say this every episode, but I think that the person who Lawrence called at the airport was Issa, and I still think that Lawrence is going to profess his undying love for Issa, and she's going to be like, "Nope," and she'll be like, "I will Nathan now." Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Y'all don't have to agree, but when you watch, watch at the end, watch when I'm right. I don't have to eat y'all words. Whatever. I'll go up next. Uh, go my <laughs> my advice for Lawrence is, hey, bro, if you gotta um direct more episodes to get yourself in there, do that. I don't know how you even got to direct this episode. <laughs> Maybe you have to sleep with Issa in real life, which I suggested last week. I can't. Um, but whatever you gotta do, bro, keep doing it so we get so we can see more of you. So we got that Lawrence report popping next week, man. Uh, my prediction is um. I predict that that Molly and Andrew are gonna uh, break up uh, like next episode. I feel like once they come back and have like some conversations about the, the the vacation, they'll realize like they're just not a good match. And I think I think we're gonna see the end of their relationship coming up soon. Now you know that Day Ellis is not actually Lawrence, right? Like, hey, 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 understated. Look, I, I don't, I don't know where Jay Ellis begins and Lawrence ends, or whatever. They are one person to me at this point. So, Lawrence, in my mind, Lawrence was behind the camera directing this goddamn episode, <laughs> and it's so intertwined right now. I don't know reality from from the TV show. <laughs> well i'll go ahead and go um my advice is for molly i really hope you follow through on that therapist appointment because it is overdue um so i thought it was really good that she she at least made the step to call so i hope that she actually goes and is transparent and tells the truth this time so that she can actually make some real progress and then my prediction Similar to Shawnee's, I think we both of us have been on the same page that we think that by the end of this, Lawrence is going to, well, one, that Lawrence still has feelings for Issa and that, you know, he's been kind of mulling over this, you know, whether or not he wants to try to like shoot his shot again. I do think that it's not going to be as easy as he thinks it might be. And I think that Nathan is back in the picture and that's definitely you know, going to give Issa something to think about. And again, I, I also think that she's the person that he called. And I think that the conversation 
it's some details are going to be divulged in that conversation that are going to make this conversation not go according to plan one way or the other i think i think that conversation is going to end up being a really awkward situation i don't think it's going to be go go smoothly i just don't so i don't know what it's going to be but it'll be weird okay i guess that leaves jabri all right um my advice is for andrew's brother uh, <laughs> and people like him don't okay. try to engage black folk on race as no thought exercise or no bullshit <laughs> like that. That shit is whack. It's it's it's, it's too real. Big whack. They just need to understand that and and fall back. Like it was not it was not the time or the place or the face to be saying that shit. <laughs> uh, my prediction is that Lawrence called his homeboy who be giving him all the advice. Uh, and he was like, yo, I'm up in the episode. You need to fall through. I might be in the episode next week. I'll let your boy you can get down to. You're dumb. Long, long. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our addictions this week. Uh, Panama, you want to go ahead and take us through the shots? Yeah, I would happily uh, help us get to the conclusion of this episode. We uh, are at our honorary shot of bourbon for the uh, the individual who we feel had the best week, uh, which should be curious. This week. I'm very interested to find out who everybody is going to be picking. Um, I have no idea who I'm going to choose even yet, so I'm not going to go first. I'll go. I- I'm giving my shot to Andrew. Um, I feel like he... I feel like he had a, a, for the most part, had a good time. Um, I think that he was able to kind of teach Molly a lesson in forgiveness, which I think is what really prompted her to call her therapist, you know, after she was able to see how he was able to, you know, still be in a, in a decent space with his brother, even after he was such a dickhead Um, and him acknowledging the fact that you just don't let things fester. And so um, I hope that he continues to be a good influence for Molly for as long as he decides to put up with her nonsense. Um, so, yeah, I'm giving my shot to Andrew. All right. I can go next. Uh, I'm giving my shot to uh, to Victor. You know, I think he had the... Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I think he had the best week, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he planned stuff. He planned good... Uh, Events and festivities for everybody. He did plan good events. That is that is true. Even if everybody didn't want to participate, he has good shit planned. He had the itinerary popping, um, and you know I think he had him and his wife uh, or fiance uh, seemed to have a good time um, for the most part. And you know I think the one moment that other people feeling like a bad moment, I didn't think it was that bad. I you know I think there's always a place for intellectual conversation. Uh, I don't think that could ever. I don't think intellectual conversation could could ever be a bad thing. So I thought I thought Victor had a pretty good week. So I'm, I'm giving my side of bourbon to Victor. He did plan some good things, but you went wrong there, somewhere in the middle there. You you. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want to know what defines hikes and racism, <laughs> right? Hikes, thumbs up. Racism, thumbs down. <laughs> man, he, had, he had all kind of stuff planned. He had the whole day planned. He had the whole itinerary going, man. You know, he had a good week. Okay. All right, who's up? Who's up next? Uh, I'll give my shot uh, to Molly for calling the therapist. 
as much as I hate Molly for who she has always been, I got to give her a prop for trying to get better. She's trying to get better. I really appreciate that. She gets my shot. Okay. Uh, who's next? Shawnee? Yeah. So so I, I agree. You know, kudos to Molly for, for calling the therapist, but I'm not going to give her a premature, a premature shot because Molly has already been seeing a therapist and lying. So I don't really trust you sits with the therapist. So I'm going to go ahead and give my shot to Andrew for how he handled everybody on the trip. Um, he handled his brother. He, you know, he, he, he seems like he knows how to deal with people the way that they need to be dealt with. So kudos to him and the way that he handled himself on that trip. Shot to clink clink to you. All right. Well, it looks like Andrew's going to get it. Even though I'm not giving him my shot, he just got the majority. I'm going to give my shot to Mabel for going to get her groove back in Mexico. Because <laughs> Henry did her dirty That's for 25 true. years. And 25. on day five, she so, came back with a boo. Came back from, with a bay. So okay, shout out to Tootie, Regine, Mabel. Um, whatever roles you may have done in other films that are not memorable. <laughs> Uh, you know, shouts out, yeah, shouts out to Regine and the Fields family. So this sounds like Andrew's getting the shot this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A couple of people have mentioned that that Tootie was also Regine, but if you true living single fans, you know that her name Regina. That's what her mama calls her. Her mama calls her Regina. She's been going okay, by Regine, it. trying to be trying to be bougie. Mm. So well, that's Regina. That's all. Okay. Now we get back to the shot to Andrew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Shots up. Raise them up for Andrew. Clank, clank. Yeah. Clank, clank. And Victor got robbed, man. He, need a he did not get robbed. He didn't get he robbed probably, at all. He, he probably going to get robbed at some point. <laughs> but he did not get robbed in this circumstance. All right. Well, that brings this episode, the low-key tripping episode, to a conclusion. I believe next week is next week the last episode of the season. No, I think eight. we get 10. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. So, all right. All right. Yeah. That, that's better. It's always been eight. You you saw somewhere that it's 10? I think this season it's 10. Okay. All That'd right, cool. well, let's hope. Let's hope so. Uh, it's definitely not eight. So I see. Uh, I just googled, um, and I see the name for eight and nine. They don't have yeah, because I think Kerry Washington directed episode nine. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Awesome. That's that's better. That's okay. good because this this joint coming to a conclusion next week would seem incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so we got more episodes of Bourbon and Bouchers coming your way for the bouchers out there. You know what I'm saying? Rihanna got her navy. <laughs> um, cash money. Got an army. Um, Beyonce got the beehive, and we got the vouchers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we'll see you next week. We'll go back to the drawing board on a name for our high. Listen, it's all we got. It's the vouchers. You know what I'm saying? It's the the bourbon nights and the voucher. I don't know. Okay. Listen, same jam time, same jam place. Bourbon and vouchers, Black Tastic Podcast Network. Have a black. I got faith in us. Baby, I got faith in This top tier don't do no basic stuff. And you had enough already. No more hurt. I'm just here to give you all that you deserve. See you at your worst. I just want to give you better. Might not be your first, but I want to be your forever. Baby, you've been searching steady, hurting. All I ask is you to come through the night. Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right 
Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight. I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time. Searching steady, hurting. All I ask is you to come through tonight. Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right. Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight. I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time. You are to die for. Let's take the high road.